That recliner almost chopped my mate's finger off. This is what our killer looks like. Tired. Everyone has been affected in one way or another by this terrible tomato onslaught. There was a, a standing lamp in this room. What happened to it? Attack of the Killer Objects! Hi, and welcome to yet another episode of Attack of the Killer Objects! <laughs> I'm your host, Anastasia, as per usual, and my guest today is Heather from the Wednesday Wine and Horror Podcast. Hi, Heather. Hi. How's everybody doing? I hope great. <laughs> um, hopefully. This is a much light, more lighthearted podcast than my other podcast. So, yeah. yeah but, I but I like the true crime because I also do co-host a true crime podcast with a friend. So, I get it. It's, it's more fun. And the true crime can get kind of heavy. But I, I love them both, actually. So <laughs> I do, too. But it is nice to have this where I know that everything's just going to be ridiculous and silly because yeah. it's killer objects. <laughs> exactly. And now I'm for that. Totally. Like I needed something a little more lighthearted because all I do is write about horror movies and watch horror movies for a living. Yes. Right. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so like, you know, I needed some of the more horror comedy centric stuff. So here mm -hmm. we are. So today's episode is Dead Silence. And you kind of pitched this to me of all the ones that you could want to cover, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And uh, because you picked this, we kind of decided to do, well, we, I, me. <laughs> <laughs> It's just me on this one. Um, I kind of decided to do a ventriloquist month. Awesome. So next episode, I'm doing magic. Oh, that's a, that's a throwback. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going old school. <laughs> yes. Um, well, my, my friend Kendra, who used to host Blood, Guts, and Booze with my other friend, Olivia, mm -hmm. um, she's the one who picked that. Uh, she actually watched it on her first date with her fiancé, so it's a special movie to her. I like that. I haven't seen it in so many years, so I couldn't even tell you... The the premise of it really like I I know a little bit about it but it's been way too long it's kind of like the Twilight Zone episode if you know which one I'm talking about mm-hmm Mm -hmm. Um, so Anthony Hopkins is a ventriloquist and his dummy is, um, alive and not so nice. Yes. <laughs> and, um, things happen from there because we're going to talk about it next episode. <laughs> awesome. I'll, I will make sure to tune in because dolls kind of scare me. Mannequins kind of freak me out. <laughs> so anything like that, I'm like, I'm not for dolls at all. See, same, but very very, very specifically, I hate ventriloquist dummies. So this is so this is fun, right? Because we both yes. are terrified by these things, or at this point, maybe not terrified, but creeped out for sure. And uh, so here we are diving into our uh, least favorite horror trope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Dead Silence is a 2007 film. Directed by James Wan and written by Lee Winnell uh, of Saw fame, which, you know, there's little Saw references 
peppered mm-hmm. throughout this film. And we'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this film stars Ryan Quantin as Jamie Ashen. You might remember Ryan as Jason on True Blood, if you watched True Blood. I have seen some of it. That was about the only thing I could recall off the top of my head that he was, you know, that he was in. And then I didn't know he was Australian. And I was like, what? You know, I was I was going to mention he is Australian and he does a southern accent in both this movie and on True Blood so well for an Australian dude. Well, see, that's why I didn't know. And and I I went to IMDb. I said, well, let me just kind of look at the names because sometimes you forget the characters names. And I was like, he's. He's Australian and he's super cute. So <laughs> that helps. I mean, he's cute. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's got that very 2007 hair going on mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just rocking it full throttle. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, so the premise of this film, it's his character, and his character's name is Jamie, and his wife, uh, Lisa, and they're just kind of, like, hanging out in their apartment, they're, like, newlyweds, they're all super lovey-dovey and in love, and there's, like, a big-ass box left on their on their door, so. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and it's an ominous looking box too, by the way. Yeah, like I'm not opening it at all. <laughs> Hell no. Yes. Hell no. Also, <laughs> also, like if we, if we think about like the time period, it's 2007. It's like not that far away from the anthrax scares. Yeah, it's it's a little bit like I don't ever get packages like that. But if I got a full sized package, I I'm gonna question that. I'm I'm gonna be like return to sender immediately. Like honestly, if I'm not expecting a package and I get a package that I'm not mm-hmm. expecting, I call around to everyone I know to see if someone sent me some little surprise. Right. And if, and if no one has. I'm literally sending that back and not opening it. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know. There's crazy people out there. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I trust no one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, sister. <laughs> like, I'm like, everybody's a suspect. <laughs> like, stop. Yeah, I mean, people just tell me that I watch too much true crime and that I watch too many horror movies. But I'm like, yeah, but half of those things really happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, exactly. Like in the true crime, if all of that actually happened. So it's well, like, what I the mean, hell? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I mean, hell, of the horror movies that I cover, half of them are yeah. somewhat based in reality. <laughs> I mean, this shit could happen. Well, okay, well, now the premise. No. The premise couldn't happen. But like somebody <laughs> leaving a spooky package on your front door could definitely that, happen. That could happen, yes. for sure. Everything else, less so. <laughs> yeah, I would have... Oh, God, I'd hope so. <laughs> right? How We live in such a terrifying world. Yes, we do. shit like that could happen. Like, it'd be so much more terrifying if yeah. there was also... Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> All right, so they're back. They're in their kitchen, hanging out, and everything. And they, you know, they get that package. And because they're not at all thinking about it, they fucking open the box. Yeah. And surprise, it's a ventriloquist doll named Belly, and that thing looks terrifying. <laughs> it's so. I mean, you want to say it's ugly, but it's like beyond ugly in the sense of it's so terrifying. Um, I just can't with the dolls. Like I'm telling you, like even like you're not evil looking dolls still look evil to me like I 
fucking hate baby dolls. They're so creepy. To me, like, even though Howdy Judy is, like, this happy mm-hmm. cow- cowboy ventriloquist <laughs> dummy, he can go right the fuck to hell. <laughs> He's He is all just as creepy as the other ones. Maybe I think more so. so. <laughs> I agree 100% because I feel like because he doesn't look so cyni- like like a uh, sinister yeah. that he he's still scary. That's the thing like he looks so innocent but like no. Uh uh-uh, uh no. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's the whole design of them. The like lines around the chin where his mm-hmm. jaw just bobs up and down to talk and I don't like it. The hand up inside. Everything about it is just Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Jamie goes to get takeout and Lisa's like got the doll and she's going to play a prank on him. <laughs> mm-hmm. She puts the ventriloquist dummy on the bed and like puts the sheet over it. Uh, hilarious. I wouldn't be touching that thing at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, I get it. It was almost like she was just kind of like, "Oh, this is really funny. I'm gonna play a prank on my husband." Okay, that part's funny, but like, don't touch the doll. It's also creepy how like weirdly into the doll she is. Yes, she's like, like smiling at it and kind of like joking with the doll. Like the doll's not speaking to you, but she, yeah, she has this weird like obsession with it already. Yeah, like so bizarre. So he's out getting Chinese, and she's decided to like shove one of the sheets like up her shirt to make herself look pregnant but she doesn't do a good job no (laughs) it's like wrapped up it looks like is that like you don't look pregnant you kind of look like it's a little deformed I I get it like I think that's just kind of um to let us know like yes she's pregnant and what would I look like if I had a belly well not like that no No. not at all not (laughs) even not even a little bit (laughs) yeah okay so she's like starts to leave and the lights go out the sheet right is up and it it fucking like suctions around her face and throws yes. her against the wall and she like coughs up blood and then it drags her back and it drags blood all around the floor and she's fucking dead yeah she is d-e-d dead you guys that's what i always say on my show she's d-e-d dead like it was bizarre because i really didn't know how she actually got killed you know in that scene Mm -hmm. um it sounded like she was being stabbed now i'm not saying she was but that's kind of what it sounded like to me and so i was like i know that she didn't just kill you like come Uh, on yeah right uh you know it was it was billy right it was billy's a bad billy's a bad boy a bad bad boy (laughs) and we knew it from the start the second we saw his face (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly all right so of course jamie comes home and he's all like hey baby i'm back and she's like oh i'm back here but we know that she's dead and that he's not talking to his wife Yeah. And then he spots blood in the hallway and is like, oh, the fuck's going on? And she's still trying to get it on with him or to make him think that that's what she's doing anyway. You're caught up now. He now knows that his wife's actually very dead and he calls the cops and everything. Yes. Crime. 
the you know it's a crime scene the cop is immediately distrustful yes of the husband the cop by the way is Donnie New Kids on the Block Wahlberg. Yeah, shout out because I've actually met him before when I went to see New Kids on the Block. Now, this has been years ago. I was still an adult, but it's been years ago. <laughs> and I'm, I'm always like, I was obsessed with New Kids on the Block when I was much younger and then didn't, I never got to see them as a as a. I guess like a preteen and I saw them in my late 20s I think it might have been 30 or 28 or 30 and yeah he is something no like I like him but we're not gonna I'm not gonna jump ahead or anything but I don't like him that much in this movie (laughs) um no he is not a very good cop Mm -mm. in this film and he's an asshole. Yes. And a weirdo. Yes. All of those things. <laughs> he, he just doesn't make a good detective. But anyways. <laughs> no. Isn't he a detective in one of the Saw movies too? I don't remember if he is in... I haven't seen all of the Saw movies. I'm going to go ahead and be honest, you guys. I'm not a liar. I haven't seen them all. I know he's in um, a TV show. Is it Blue Bloods? Blue Blood or something? <laughs> it is Blue Bloods. I know because oh. that's one of the shows that my parents and my sister who's 13 years older than me likes to watch yeah i i didn't get into it i never watched it i just knew he was in it and i was just like oh i remember that time you were in dead silence (laughs) like now you're playing the cop again heather heather i don't think you're legally allowed to like blue blue bloods until you turn 40 well, you know I, what? I I just turned thirty nine, so I have about a year. Okay, well you've That's got it. like you've got like a year until you're allowed to like really get into that show. Okay, I'll wait. I'll wait until I turn forty. Get back with you. Let you know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right, so obviously since his wife's dead and they're from some mysterious town that she even jokes about when she opens the ventriloquist dummy, she's like, oh, it reminds me of Mary Shaw. And that's the first time you really hear about Mary Shaw before Mm -hmm. he goes back to his hometown. And of course, back in Raven's Fair, his old rundown hometown, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's all everyone talks about there, Mm -hmm. except to the cop. (laughs) (laughs) who follows him down there. Nobody will talk to him about it, but I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So first thing Jamie does when he gets down there is he visits his estranged, super rich father who is now wheelchair bound, unbeknownst to Jamie, uh, Mm -hmm. supposedly because he's had a stroke. At least that's the story. Um, his name's Edward, and he has a brand spanking new, much younger wife, uh, Ella. And Ella, I just realized where I know the actress from who plays her. Okay, yeah, tell me because I didn't recognize her like, like from anything <clears throat> else. So I wasn't, I wasn't sure. Okay, have you seen What Lies Beneath? I have been many years, but I have seen it. She is the young woman that Harrison Ford was having an affair with that turns oh. into the ghost. Oh, she yeah. yeah. It's all it's all clicking in my brain, my 39-year-old brain. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Yeah. I just I just uh I just beautiful minded that right there. <laughs> it just came to me in a vision. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally just kept seeing her face and it was when she was like 
staring back down at Michelle Pfeiffer Mm -hmm. in the bathtub. Yeah, see, I remember that now. It's been a long time, like I said, uh, since I've seen it. But now I'm kind of putting things together in my mind. I'm like, oh, I remember that. That wasn't a really, like, scary film. It's definitely more what, would you call it, like a thriller? Like I would would call it Hitchcockian. Yeah, it's not scary, so... Right, it's, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought it was fun for a PG thirteen thriller. Me and my sister went to see it together in theaters. I was like, I don't know, thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and she, and she was, I don't know, twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was probably much more like her thing to go see it versus like a thirteen year old going to see it, but oh, because of the oh. premise of it. <laughs> you would think that you're talking to the girl who, when she was eighteen. I mean, when she was eight years old, begged her parents to take her to see the first wives club. Okay. Okay, girl. (laughs) You're you're a little ahead of the game already. So you're basically like an eight year old at the time, but you're like a 37 year old (laughs) in your mind. You're like, I have to go see this film. If you talk so to good. anyone in my family, they will confirm this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though, because I feel like girls are just a little, they mature a little faster. And that feels like something that I would have watched too when I was younger, because I always just like stuff that was more serious or had like a different tone to it instead of watching like kitty shit. Like I didn't watch kitty shit. Let's be honest. I still don't. When my friends were watching cartoons, I was watching Behind the Music on VH1. Same girl, same. And I know I, I know I'm a good bit older than you, but yes, like I'm watching pop-up video that came on VH1. I, I'm watching all this kind of stuff, and I'm like, nope, not watching Disney films. Not you are. Me. You are five years older than me. Okay, well that feels like <laughs> that still feels like ten or fifteen years older. <laughs> you're you're exa- it's the exact same distance between me and my middle sister, though. Okay, okay. So like I'm very used to your generation. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Somebody can relate to me. Thank God. <laughs> well, I mean, I hung out with uh, around and like with my sister's friends in mm-hmm. some in some regard. I mean, definitely I gotcha. the annoying little sister, but also the sister who's like a tiny adult who's literally just trying to make sure you aren't going to do something stupid. Because <laughs> oh, I can yeah. see things that parent our parents weren't seeing. Well, that's very very true. I always hung out with uh, people that were older than me, even then. And um, I never really got along with people much younger. So it was always like, I hung out with the adults, right? I'm that weird kid that's like, I'm hanging out with the adults, not with the other children. Oh my God, me too. I have so many stories of going over to people's houses for sleepovers, right? And yes. <laughs> they would they would start looking for me at some point in the night, and they would find me like in the kitchen talking to the mom. Right. <laughs> They're like, Same. what? Like they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm talking about last night's episode of Ellen or whatever. Right. Back when she had a sitcom. Oh god, that is you're going so old school. Like I'm, I'm trying to even remember when she had a sitcom. Like we're talking like what, like early nineties, like nineteen ninety four. Yep, yep. Because I also had a conversation with my. 
I had a conversation with my kindergarten teacher oh, wow. about, about the episode of Ellen where Ellen comes out on the TV yes. show. Yes. I'm sitting. Oh, and by the way, this is my first time ever to be like an inside timeout instead of doing recess. Yeah. And it was and it was only because I literally just wanted to see what would happen if I yeah. broke a rule. <laughs> so I'm just sitting in there having a conversation with her about the groundbreaking episode of Ellen coming out and why it's groundbreaking. I'm six. <laughs> Look at you. I love that though. That I think that's fun. I never got in trouble. Well, I say I never. I didn't get into like a lot of trouble, but I was always really curious about things. So that would lead to me getting into trouble. So let's not say like I didn't do it on purpose, but it was more like a curiosity, like what would happen? Because I never got in trouble at home. Yeah, I mean that's it's basically the same thing. Cause like I did yeah. it on purpose, but just as like an experiment. What will happen yes. if I do this? Really? Yeah. <laughs> how how bad is it? Like, oh, I don't get to play outside today. All oh, right. Well. That's, oh, well. That's, <laughs> I mean, that's not too bad, but I don't want to, like, make a habit of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> One crime and that's all you can do for the time. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to it. We got wayside. Track. Yes. Yes. All right. So his new, much hot, hotter, younger wife that got us on the uh, long-winded sidetrackness. <laughs> that's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah. No, I know. Also, I can edit whatever I want to out. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not really exactly. worried about it. <laughs> but anyway, so um, so he starts talking to her, his new stepmom about Mary Shaw, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I definitely remember Mary Shaw." And she goes, "But that's just you know old wives' tales to keep kids." Yeah you know in in line whatnot and he's like <clears throat> yeah whatever so he arranges for lisa's funeral uh with the help of a local mortician named henry walker mm-hmm. henry has a senile wife named marion yes who who uh just walks around being spooky saying wonky things sometimes conveniently spooky about mary shaw and billy <laughs> well i mean you live in this town and i feel like Everybody is probably a little spooky that lives in this fucked up town. Let's say that because there's like, what is there like three people that live there? <laughs> like no one <laughs> lives there. It's it's insane. It's yeah. It's not a big town. Where is this town, by the way? Like, is it? I, I didn't research that. And okay, so Ravens Fair. Um, I wonder if the, is that obviously a fake name for the for the film? Probably, probably. I'm gonna assume that. Let's it see. felt like it felt like it could be. Anywhere, small it, okay. Anywhere, it it, it 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 of course it is fake. It's a, a non-fictional. Well, it says non-fictional suburban town and the primary primary setting of the 2007 James Wan film. Um, so yeah, I but I just always thought it's like a silly name for a town. I was like Ravens Fair. Okay, there's definitely dummies there a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, a lot. To- totally, totally. And also probably, I don't know, Wild Gas Ravens, maybe? Uh, who knows? I didn't look, but I feel like the park, it had ravens, for sure. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say, we're going to assume that it does. We're going to continue, you yeah. guys. Sorry, we, hmm. we go on tangents way too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. All right, so... <sighs> 
Henry explains to Jamie that Mary Shaw was a famous and popular ventriloquist who was publicly humiliated when a young boy named Michael rudely claimed that he could see her lips moving to do uh, during one of their performances. Yeah. So, and it goes back uh, into like an old timey, like grainy flashback of her being being on stage doing her little routine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, little boys like, I can see your lips moving. And she's like, Whoa, yeah. she's saying such a thing. Billy is real. And she does, she goes into a tizzy and does this little act where she talks so fast that it looks like her and Billy are talking at the same time almost at one point. Yes. Yeah. And and then she kind of looks at him like daringly like, oh, you know, like who's fake now or whatever or who's not real now or yeah. something like that. And, you know, yeah. he just kind of, you know, looks away like whatever. And then he goes missing like the next day. Yeah, I wonder. Who's to blame? Well, the townsfolk sure seemed to think that it was Mary and they murdered her as a result. They ripped her yes. tongue out. Yep. Which, coincidentally, is what she does to her victims in this film. Exactly. There's always, like, a revenge setting when we come into films like this that talk about this type of stuff. They're Obviously, they kind of almost kill in the way that they were killed. At least that's that. That's the theme that I get with a lot of these films. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay, so... Uh, by the way, the way they killed her is they, they lynched her, you know, mm-hmm. so that's fun. Yeah, uh, always. <laughs> yeah, and what she left in her will was like, hey, you know, I want you to bury me and then bury all my freaky 101 dolls who are my children right. uh, with me. Like, all... how's she gonna know? <laughs> She's dead. Like, right? how are you gonna know? Right? How bizarre is it that they actually carried through with that? Especially since mm-hmm. that town is who fucking murdered her. Why exactly. did they honor so that? It's bizarre. <laughs> it's very bizarre. And they don't they don't get into that. So there's a lot of like little things that are missing, the substance of like the background of why this happened. Even with the dad, you know, we talked about that. He's in a wheelchair. But it's just like they don't really like tell you. You're just like okay you have to just assume this is what happened and we're gonna continue (laughs) yeah you're given little crumbs to figure things out along the way and then they just kind of gloss over a lot of details and it's just kind of whatever it's not important guys we're looking at the freaky dummies don't pay attention to the rest of it we know this movie's ridiculous (laughs) right it, it is it's it's fun but it is extremely ridiculous though i mean like james wan and Lee Winnell have literally said, we acknowledge that this is one of the most ridiculous movies yes. we've ever made. Yeah. And these guys, well, at least one of them made Malignant, so. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. So I don't, I really, I can't give an opinion on that, but I haven't watched it. But I know a lot of people that have. Um, I need you to do an episode on that because it's bonkers. <laughs> bonkers. It'll be, it, it'll be on my list, girl. It'll be on my list. Good, good. Because I have nothing that can cover that. And what I do. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. But it's absurd. Okay. Um, yes. So. All right. So, yeah. She's buried with all her dolls and 
still can't get over that. And then uh, we see Henry as a child, and he saw Shaw uh, mm-hmm. after she was turned into a dummy. Oh, that's the other thing. She was turned into a dummy <laughs> with her dolls when she was buried because she's a fucking nut. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just a little. Just a little. Um, but yeah, he saw her, like, rise up after the dead, um, but she didn't kill him, because he didn't scream. That's right. Good boy. (laughs) (laughs) You survived this time. Yeah, if that's the only way, like, this is my thing, it's like, okay, if you scream, she's going to get you, but if you don't, you're fine. But let me just tell you, 10 out of 10, I'm probably going to scream, so I'm pretty much dead with the rest of them. Like, come on. My nerves can't take that shit. Uh, same. Um, I'm very easily startled. Like, me too. Like, I obviously live with other people, mm-hmm. and I know when they're here and when they're not, and I still get in my head when I'm doing something, give them the kitchen, and then my boyfriend, like, touches my back or something, and yeah, I jump you're done. In, yeah, I jump 10 feet in the air, like, yeah. where the hell did you come from? I see, I think that goes with, and this is off topic uh, of the podcast, but I think that kind of goes along with someone having anxiety. So like naturally your uh, nerves are up. You're a little bit more like adrenaline brushed all the time. So I, I, I understand you girl, 100%. I'd be like, do not scare me. Y'all trying to kill me. Stop. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Which is so funny. Like in real life and during these events where I'm actually super safe that I'm like that, mm-hmm. but I'm like dead, numb, watching horror movies. <laughs> yeah, right? See, we What's don't wrong scare. <laughs> well, we don't scare really watching the horror films, but it's more like the day-to-day things that we do. Like your boyfriend coming up, he scares you. Uh, my husband coming up, and I have literally threatened divorce. I was like, do <laughs> not scare me like that. Like, I will shit my pants. I'm not, do not do that. You don't understand. It's because I'm not very self-aware, but I am self-aware, if that makes sense. It's kind of crazy the way that my mind is. I get it. I totally get it. (laughs) Because sometimes when I know it's safe, I'll let let my mind like turn off. Then in other situations, I'll be hyper aware. Like I can pick and choose my hyper awareness. Yes, me too. Me and you both. And, you know, that's how I can tune everyone in the house out and then jump 10 feet high and, like, like they're not there or something. <laughs> it happens. It just happens. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, where were we? Henry, right. He was spared because he didn't scream. Mm-hmm. Now, because Mary takes revenge by killing on those who scream, uh, Jamie finds out that Michael, who was murdered by Mary Shaw, was his great uncle. Okay, see, I, di- I think I missed that point, but I'm glad you brought that up because even though I've seen it a million times, it's like one of those little tidbits that I just, like, gloss over it, I guess. You know, I'm not really paying attention to this substance. I'm like, let me just watch the film. They mention it. Um, they don't mention it again for a long time. He says it, like, once, and that's it. That's, like, the only times they mention it, like, twice in the whole movie. So if you, like, look away a couple of times, you might miss that fact, honestly. Yeah, yeah, and I did miss it, so there we go, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. You know, it's fine. Okay, so now we know why he is after the family of Jamie. (laughs) I lost my place. Okay, one second. Okay, so... As part of Mary's lynching, 
the Ashen family forced her to scream and permanently silenced her by cutting her tongue out. Mm -hmm. Which, like I said, is what she does to her victims. And specifically, she's going after the family members and descendants of the people who did this to her. Revenge! Revenge kills are the best kills. They are. I mean... At least there's a reason, right? I mean, it's not like true crime where it's like, I just killed this person because I woke up. No, it's like she's kind of like defending her name, so to speak, and her talent. Because the little boy made made her look like an asshole in front of everybody. So I get that. Yeah, but you know, like, that's what, what I kind of like about revenge horror movies. Is like, yes, the first part of it is super, there's always some like really grody brutal rape scene or something but then the next half is the triumph of them coming back and yes fucking murdering the holy shit out of these people exactly uh, the hell hath no fury and that's the fun part mm-hmm. i'll just fast forward through the, <laughs> the rapes <laughs> me too i'm bad about doing that with films like if i've seen them a lot i'm like okay i know what's about to happen this isn't that important for the podcast or whatever I'm going to fast forward. Oh, now we're kill scene. All right, I'm good. <laughs> Same. Yeah, if I've seen it already and it's not important or pertinent, yeah, I'm just going to... Oh, right, yeah. Right past that. I don't need to go through that again, okay? You only, need to, you only need to see Irreversible once and never again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Like I said, she's been seeking out the entire bloodline of the people who did this, and that's pretty much everyone in Raven's Fair at this point. Not a big town. And like I said, she's just ripping their tongues out just like they did to her. Yeah. So, she kills Henry Walker, and Detective Lipton discovers that all of Mary Shaw's dolls have been dug up. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of funny, great scene. (laughs) Because... <clears throat> Sorry. So he's like out there in the rain digging up all of these little yeah, fucking, plots. fucking plots. And there's none of these dolls. And it's just like, <sighs> come it's, on. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, though, because of the thing. Like, you have to think about it. If she was going to be buried with 101 dolls, right? But Billy's missing. So technically not not all of her dolls. It's like, who the fuck has time for that? I ain't going to dig up no... Y'all got me twisted, okay? Like, Keith Sweat. I am not doing it 100%. I am not... But that's that's the thing about his character. He never builds. Well, his character is loose cannon cop don't play by the rules. He said he don't give a fuck at all. Like, he's the worst cop ever. Like, he's way out of his jurisdiction. Yes. He yeah, has, like, what are you doing? <laughs> he has no subpoenas, no affidavits. No, it's, so it's very unrealistic. No warrants. <laughs> yes, very unrealistic in that aspect. But again, we're, we're talking about a horror film. Anything goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, he is, you know, hamming it up to the max, you know? Oh, oh absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine, you know? He's a sarcastic asshole, and he's mm-hmm. playing it up big time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> he informs Jamie that all these fucking dolls have been dug up and says that, you know, he thinks Jamie did it. Um, and he's about to arrest him, and Jamie receives a phone call from Henry asking him to go to Shaw's old theater to Mm -hmm. prove his innocence. Sure. 
Yeah, all right. <laughs> sure, let's let's go there. Mm. So at the Ruined Theater, Jamie and Lipton discover a hundred of those fucking dolls in this massive display case along yes. with yeah, along with Michael's body which has been turned into a marionette. Yes. Which... It's so crazy. It's just, it's like, okay, so somebody, un- they, they dug them out. Mm-hmm. They put them in mm-hmm. display boxes. Mm-hmm. Who has that time? Um, I don't. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy. A possessed <clears throat> woman, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Or also, if you live in Raven's Fair, <laughs> in quotations, yeah. I guess you have plenty of time because there's like, literally, I, I'm telling you, there's like a good three to five people. Like that lived there. That's it. That's all that's left. That's it. <laughs> Just like one run a general store and the rest all live on like They're morticians. They're morticians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> all right. So they're at the theater with those dolls. And by the way, there are a couple of famous uh dolls and marionettes and such in yeah. that wall. And I'll mention that a little bit later when I do some fun facts. Gotcha. But but uh yeah, that's that's a fun little uh Easter eggs right there. Mm-hmm. But um so Mary reveals to Jamie that she killed Lisa because unbeknownst to him, she was pregnant. Mm. So she had she had to kill him because you know he's carrying his lineage. She's carrying his lineage. Exactly. But it's so really fucked up. It's really, it's kind of, meh. I mean, I always hate to see, like, watching these horror films, like, not a lot really actually bothers me. Um, but it's, it's like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, kids being killed, especially in certain contexts, like Pet Cemetery, right? Like, that's so hard for me to watch. But I have kids. So, and I feel like even if you don't, it's eh, just, I just don't. I don't go chasing after those types of films. Let's say that. Sure. Have you seen Inside? I have not. <laughs> you, <laughs> probably, you probably don't want to. <laughs> hey, this is a weird thing about me, though, real quick. So I say that, and I will still watch movies knowing that, like, this is going to be awful. Some two-year-old is going to get, like, brutally murdered and i'm still watching it but i'm like why i do this like i don't know i'll do it though i'll watch it i'll watch it okay um make sure you watch the french one mm. not the american not the american okay one. just uh at, just later on just link me up or send me something you know oh. my messages yeah let me know <laughs> oh i will i will i will make it a mental note yes all right so <sighs> yeah so he also just learns that he lost a child as well as yes. his wife. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a lot of crazy shit's happening. So it's kind of a lot all at once. I think he's just kind of uh, shock and shock at this, at this point. Yeah. So him and Lipton burn the theater and all of Shaw's creepy fucking dolls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but Lipton falls and starts screaming which we all know is a no-no in this movie right don't scream <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so he is dead now <laughs> uh back at jamie's father's place he's confronted by mary but he repels her by just throwing billy in the fucking fireplace how satisfying is that 
yes, firewood. <laughs> <laughs> right? But it, like, it doesn't work, actually. But it's just so silly. I can't wait to get into the other part of it. Like, this is just so, like, it's a fun watch. But it's so ridiculously silly if you overanalyze yeah. everything oh. like I do. <laughs> oh, I'm, absolutely. It's silly. It's ridiculous. Yes. Given everything that we know. Mm-hmm. But it's satisfying because that thing's fucking freaky to look at. And you just don't want it to exist anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. Fuck, fuck that doll. Like, for real. Yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, it reminds me of Slappy mm-hmm. from Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, uh-uh. Looks almost like him. A little bit. Yeah, like that's pretty crazy. I didn't, I didn't get the Goosebumps reference right then, but now that I'm thinking back to it, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that show was actually kind of terrifying as a kid. But it, like, if you watch it as an adult, I think it maybe you're like, why did I watch this? <laughs> I oh, I so have. I watched it maybe like <laughs> ten years ago as an adult, and. Yeah. Was like, oh god, this is so bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's better so to just leave it in your memories as it was from when your childhood. Don't revisit. Yes. <laughs> Let it live on in nostalgia land. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, so. He throws Billy in the fireplace. Uh, Much to his horror, he discovers that Pops has been dead this whole fucking time. And his dad's actually a doll. (laughs) I'm going to say the first time I saw it, I think I saw it in theaters. So I think I went with my mom. I can't remember. I was just like, okay, something is not okay because this fucking person doesn't blink ever also he's <laughs> very ashen the entire film yes like yes. looks dead i mean he looks like a rotting corpse <laughs> like exactly. that you put some makeup on you're exactly. like let me fix him up cover girl did not help him at all <laughs> it wasn't maybelline as it turns out right <laughs> uh yeah so the creepy Edward doll is, uh, you know, just been Ella's plaything this whole time. And Ella is just a conduit for Mary. Yes. She is the perfect doll from the sequence, at the opening sequence that you see. Mm-hmm. They have, like, yeah. plans for a perfect doll. That's what she is. So Mary's, like, living her life throughout this woman's body to interact yes. with the real world. And she lured her next victim, the rest of the Ashen family, to her with him. Yes, he yes, was the, which, he, which was great. That was actually a cool concept of the film that you, I guess you want to say, like, you think she's alive, like it's a real person. But I don't know. I like the twist that they put on that because it was better than having your your hand up some dead guy's back. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is happening? You guys right? don't do that. Don't do that. Just let your look. Let the deceased be deceased. R.I.P. Don't don't do that. Please Seriously. Stop. Yeah. Wow. Um. Yeah. So Jamie's fucking freaked out. Um. And Ella kills him. The film ends with Jamie reciting a nursery rhyme about Shaw while a photo album with human puppets is shown. Yeah. Lisa Henry Lipton. Edward, Ella, and Jamie himself uh, all are in the picture. And Mary closes the book, finally completing her revenge. She's killed the whole rest of the lineage. Kaboom, done, Finn, the end. 
Finn, the end. I love that. <laughs> Four years of French. <laughs> That's the only French word I, I well, I, I might know a few. Uh, my next episode coming out deals with a French, there's a French woman in the film. I think I messaged you, so you kind of already know what I'm talking about. Um, oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, didn't know that she was French. Had a whole discussion about how I was like, she kind of sounds American. Anyways, but no, she's actually French. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so that's it. Um, so let's get into our picks. Okay. So give me just a moment. I need no. to grab some water. <laughs> no worries. Mark, will you give me a water, please? Thank you. The ever supportive boyfriend. <laughs> water to the rescue. Yeah, I was super parched, but didn't want to like stop. <laughs> no, no, I got you. It's okay. Yep. Okay, excellent. So we don't have dry mouth anymore. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me pull that up. Well, what would you say is the best kill in the film? Okay, so my best kill, and I feel like a lot of the kills were very similar. So, I mean, they were a little different, but I mean, it's the whole concept. Like, you rip out the tongue, the person screams, so you're going to die. But I really, I actually liked Lisa's kill, Jamie's wife, because when they put that shot on her as she is, a vent ventriloquist doll like her face is so yeah. fucking creepy it's so it, it was just like so good because it's like well she's dead like we know that but the way they had her mouth opened her her jaws are unhinged i was like 10 out of 10 really yeah. good effects for that so i'm, I'm gonna go with lisa okay 100 percent agree that's exactly the same kill that i have okay <laughs> Because I agree, it's the most interesting of them. Because the other kills aren't all turned into dummies like that no. immediately. And they're um, also not all 100% on screen, right? I, I don't yeah, I feel like, no, you don't really see it. You don't actually see, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you have for worst kill? For my worst kill. Okay, so, the, be, because I felt like this was super stupid, like, all the dolls being burned by Jamie. It was like, okay, yeah, they obviously can survive the apocalypse. I don't know why you were doing that. And I was kind of like, what the fuck did those other dolls do to you? Because Billy is the only one who I feel like is kind of the sinister one now the rest of them are super creepy i get that but at the same time we're focusing on billy so i was just like you burned them but like they fucking came back anyways like you didn't do anything <laughs> but that was just me nitpicking i just felt like okay whatever that's fine you killed them sure it was excessive and not necessary because obviously she can control whatever and she'll just find something else to control exactly so it's not really important if you burn a bunch of dummies, she can get more. Yeah. Uh, however, I do totally understand the want to just get rid of the freaky things. Mm-hmm. Marie Kondo that shit. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Like, we, we're the whole point is that he is trying to destroy this because all of this has, you know, like, destroyed his family. Oh, yeah. Well, his, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have a family anymore, really. But, it, you yeah. know, the Billy killed his wife. And so, yeah, I get that. 
but I just like it wasn't that original to me because it was really easy. Like we'll burn sure. them, we're done. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's lazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so best character. All right, so I like Jamie. There were certain parts about him I didn't care for, but I actually went with Ella Ashen because uh, you know that's his dad's wife. I thought it was so crazy to throw in a character like this where she is human but not human. She controlled his, you know, dead father. And there were some parts where you're like, okay, he could be alive. But, like, if you really look at it, like, no, he's actually not. But the fact that Jamie just played along with it. It was like, your dad is actually fucking dead. And you're talking to him. And the way that she did the the voiceover, I also found yeah. it fun that there was a second uh, antagonist to Mary Shaw. Because Mary Shaw wanted to take her revenge so much so that she... She was the actual vessel for Mary. And I thought that was creative because we don't get a lot of that in a lot of horror films. That's true. I uh, also happen to think, I actually was thinking like the most interesting character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like sitting in a bar across the, from the most interesting man in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, I agree with you on that for sure. Um. What do you have for... Huh, did I already ask you worst kill? Yes. Okay, worst kill, best kill. What do you have for worst character? All right, so I think it's already known that Detective Lipton, Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> <laughs> not the funky bunch, okay? Like, okay, I like Mark Wahlberg and other things. I think he's uh, really, he's actually really good in the sixth sense. He's a very small part. This is Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah, oh, Donnie Wahlberg, yes. <laughs> Jeez. Look at me, you guys. I'm already messing up messing up everything. Donnie Wahlberg. He's great in the sixth sense. But, like, as the cop role, as the detective role, he is, it's, he's a douchebag. And I didn't really see his relevance in the film. Now, I know we're going to get into something else that, like, the fun facts. But I was like, nobody actually cares. <laughs> like, you followed this guy all the way to this, like, made-up town. To, for what? You had no evidence that he actually did anything. Like you're just like I have to pin it on some on someone. You're the killer. And for it, it just a like, cop that's doing such lazy police work, he did an awful yes. lot of police work to follow him that far. Exactly. It's like, did you not have other crimes to investigate? Did you not have anything else to do? But you had no evidence. Like the guy lost his and you know lost his wife. And I get this in true crime. We always go to the husband or the wife. It's always the spouse. We always go to them first. Yes. But this was like completely like. I would say it was really lazy on their part. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say is your most what the fuck moment in this movie? So I had to think about this because it, to be honest with you, the whole movie is kind of what the fuck because there's so <laughs> many, there really is, there's so many moments. That's but when true. you first see it, we're going to go, we're going to take this from a first time viewing perspective is the yes. ending. That the fact that like Ella was this vessel jamie's father is a fucking doll and the fact that like he didn't catch on to the fact right at first that like your dad's not blinking he is dead how why is she standing so close to him like i just thought it was a little crazy because i wasn't expecting that ending the first time i saw it i don't know what i was expecting but i didn't it was an absolutely bad shit ending (laughs) It was so great. And then it's like, oh, everybody, oh, she completed her collection. So now Finn, 
<laughs> we're done. And I was like, come uh, on. Yeah, right. Come on. We could we could have went a different way with the story. I, I don't know. There's yeah. so many different options. But anyways, yeah, that to me, first time seeing it, I was like, this is fucking crazy. Bonkers. Like, all the way. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Especially for, um, what do you call it? The first time viewing. Yeah, first time mm-hmm, viewing. Mm-hmm. But on like a second or third view, I gotta say, the, just the very fact that she was so comfortable, Lisa was, with the doll. That she yeah. would just, like, pick it up and put it in their bed and, like, wanted to play a prank on him with it. And clearly, I think, knowing what she, what she was doing in the mirror, knew that she was pregnant, too. Yeah, that was, like, you're fucking with fate right here. And I know she didn't know that the doll was, like, the spirit. Like, I get that. Because who the fuck knows that? Like, how are we supposed to know? But, yeah, I'm going to also agree with your what the fuck moment. Because that was insane. I was like, I'm going to keep that fucking doll in the thing. I don't even want it out. I don't want it in my house. In fact, I'm probably going to push it back out into the hallway. Give it to the neighbors. Thank you. (laughs) Like... You can keep I it. I would have never have opened the packaging. Well, me neither. We talked about that. Like, I, I know. Have actually opened it. So, yeah. Yeah, that was strange. It made you wonder, like, what is wrong with, is it the pregnancy hormones? <laughs> like, what's going on with you, Lisa? Come on, get your shit together. You're like so happy like what's going on there Mm-mm. like i get that you guys are newlyweds and stuff and you're like yeah alive and shit but i don't know man maybe she was a jokester you know what i mean like maybe she just thought this is really funny like you know jamie's being afraid for nothing or he's like i don't know i feel like her character was just like oh it's no big deal it's fine i'm gonna pr- uh prank my husband yeah, no, yeah that's fair joke was on her though oh just saying boy. Away was it? <laughs> oh, oh! And then it ripped her face open. So crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh this this is not really a horror comedy, but what would you say is the weirdly funniest moment? Okay, so for me, first of all, there's a couple things. So Billy, his stupid looking face. Like I get it, he is very scary looking, but at the same time, he's just so stupid looking. Where I was almost like. This is creepy, but magic did it better. There's certain, uh, there's other films that kind of made the doll look a little creepier. He just had a lot of fucking makeup on. So, and also, Detective Lipton's every scene. (laughs) Every scene I'm laughing because I'm like, why are you coming at him just like this? He was so mad. He hated, he hated Jamie. He he did not know him. Like, he was so intense and trying to get the murder. It was, there's no evidence. Like, okay. calm down. I chuckled so hard when Jamie jumps in his car and r- drives off. And then mm-hmm. um, the Detective Lipton was like, I have less than a quarter of a tank of gas. Come on. Is <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I do feel that his character, for me, like, if I had to rewrite the film, I would... Probably take him out because most of the time when you watch horror films, the detective or whoever, they're not very relevant in the movie. Like you see them, they're done, their scenes over. But he kept like he was kind of like part of the meat of this movie. And they yeah. just kept on with him. And I was like, but I don't really know why. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, the detective's more important in a movie like, say, Seven, where it's really mm-hmm. centered on the detectives and you don't know who the actual killer exactly. is. Exactly. Later. 
that makes sense. But this is yes. not what the movie is about. The movie's about the fucking lineage of this one poor dude who loses his wife at the very beginning of the film. Like, right? Like, what, five minutes into the film, we're already like, kill scene. <laughs> like, yeah. you're gone. Yeah, it, it was just, he's just a little cringy. And again, I apologize for calling him Mark Wahlberg. I think the, the reason why I did is because I used to be obsessed with Mark Wahlberg. Um, <laughs> had him in like on posters he did the calvin klein ad and i was like way too young oh i was way too young my mom's like why do you have that picture of a guy in his underwear i'm like don't worry about it mom it's fine it's fine (laughs) like it was so crazy but either way i have not met mark Wahlberg. i'd probably lose my shit if i did (laughs) (laughs) i mean you hang out in boston for a a while you might run into him i don't know i mean maybe but like he's not that relevant now to me (laughs) like i mean that's true. He has done, uh, he's made a lot of questionable career choices. <sighs> the happening? Oh, wait, did you say that or was that just me? <laughs> I mean. Uh, I hate that movie. I didn't I have to say it. You just read my mind and <sighs> pulled it out and said it for me. It's so stupid. Like, I could, if, if we had this on video, I can reenact his stupid face. And I say that, like, he's a good looking man. Don't get me wrong. But his stupid face in the scenes of that movie and then I was like what is actually happening in the happening like this is the dumbest I have never watched it again I watched it and I was like I don't want to watch this again I can't and Zoe Deschanel is so annoying in the movie too I cannot it's so stupid that's like (laughs) anyways (laughs) Uh. all right oh so that's that's it that's uh that's all I talk about the movie for today. It's dead silence, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dead silence, guys. Oh, wait, I do have fun facts. Yes, bring your fun facts on. Sorry, I'm a little stoned. It's, it's all good. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> Woo! We all have our thing. That's right. Wine is my thing, as you know. So there we go. I drank a whole bottle of Moscato a couple of nights ago. Oh, how did you feel after that? Great, actually. Yeah, Moscato is, it's going to be, like, I like Moscato, but I don't like Moscato. So it's like a love-hate thing because certain ones are so sugary that I feel like I'm just drinking, like, Kool-Aid or, it's just a little too, but there are certain brands that are like, okay, I can do this, but I'm having red tonight. So we're good. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm such a wuss. I've never developed a taste for red wine. Not really. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I can drink maybe a sweeter one, but I prefer a dry Moscato. Yeah. That's my jam. I wouldn't call you a wuss for that. A lot of people don't have the palate for a red wine and I drink stuff that's not sweet. That's very dry. It's very high alcohol content. So we're talking like for a wine, 14, 15% alcohol. I have done you know, like 9%, 10%. But red wine is a different vibe. So you drink the Moscato, you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. I feel like I have like a sugar high. Drink the red wine. I go right to night, night town. Like I'm asleep. Like It makes me it. sleepy too. But the other yes. thing that happens is if my boyfriend and I are drinking red wine together, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll turn on emo music. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and then we start just getting sad drinking wine. <laughs> Yeah, you start crying. Like, I'm telling you, red wine makes you cry. So if you ever need a good, like, cleanser, you're like, you know what? I've had a hard month. I just need to cry it out because I'm all for crying it out. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? no, Nothing wrong with the crying game. Drink you 
a few glasses of red wine, put on the emo music or not. It will make you cry. You'll like regret everything you've ever done. But I, I've, I've become accustomed to it. So, so it's like, <laughs> like, it doesn't do that to me so much now. But oh, I start some fights. So anyways, that's a different story, different time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's get to it. So just a second. We gotta get to the page. My computer's being slow. Even though it's only a year old. <laughs> mine too, and it's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I think it's mine's... expensive, but it's a piece of shit. Like, I'm like twelve hundred dollar laptop, laptop, and it's like, oh, it doesn't work half the time. Nothing works on it. Like, thank you. I feel like that's just how they are now, and that sucks. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not getting an Apple or a Mac or whatever. It's like I, I'm not no, that rich. I, I, have a Lenovo, I have a <laughs> Lenovo, and it's just fine. <laughs> I think that's that's what mine is. <laughs> yeah, I like mine. It's nice. Yeah, mine's nice. It's just sometimes it doesn't cooperate with me, and that's okay. Yeah, I feel like it's mo- mostly certain apps on it mm-hmm. that just don't like work with it as well as they should. Sometimes, yep, a problem. Ah, uh, it's great. All right, so let's talk about that wall of dolls. <laughs> yes, let's talk about that. <laughs> All right, so it happens at around an hour and ten minutes. You see Jigsaw from the Saw films sitting uh-huh. on the floor. And obviously Lena well, uh, <laughs> Lee Wanell and James Wan created and wrote Saw. Yes. Yes. Uh, also, you see famous ventriloquist Edgar Bergen's doll, Charlie McCarthy, on one of the shelves. He's a very mm-hmm. famous ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Uh, and the, the doll that Detective Lifton throws over his shoulder in this scene is a replica of ventriloquist Jimmy Nelson's doll, Danny O'Day, which is another okay. famous ventriloquist dummy from back when that was an actual popular form of entertainment. Cause like, now, I'm not going to that. I'm not going no. to that. Let me tell you something. If they had that shit now, I like 10 out of 10, I'm not going to that. I didn't, I wouldn't have went to it then. I feel like I would have been like, no. I feel like today when you see it in the entertainment, it's only to scare people. You don't see it genuinely anymore. Yeah, because there was a guy that did it on, um, and I never can remember his name. And I don't watch a lot of reality TV, but it was on some, like, America's Got Talent. And the guy, like, had the ventriloquist doll. And he was, I, I don't remember, Jeff something. I don't know. Oh, anyway, Jeff you know who I'm talking about? Unworthy. Yes. That shit is so scary. Like, I know it was supposed to be funny. He, like, he like came to Syracuse, like, not that long ago, I think. I don't want to say him. I don't want to say that. Because oh, no, I know me he does neither. different characters. Well, well okay. See, his sorry, dolls not. are not that scary. Okay, his dolls are not scary, but sorry, not sorry. He's not funny either. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm like, okay. All right, so during production and, like, um, leading up to trying to get the film made, uh, Lee Winnell was so unhappy with everything, basically, because yeah. the studio was just trying to pull so many puppet strings, and he felt like he didn't have a lot of his own creative... Um, you know, control. And so from that point on, he would only, you know, pitch full uh, spec scripts uh, as opposed to pitching an idea and then being paid to write from that idea. He wouldn't do that anymore after that. Yeah. 
Um, and I and I and I can see that because they could have made a much better film. Not to say that this film is not bad. It's not bad. It's just um, it lacks creativity in a lot of the aspects because the storyline is kind of fucking crazy. And the, just like I said, the ending. You're. I'm like, what? Come on. You did Saul, and Saul was a very. Ugh. It stressed me out. Like I was stressed. I was like, I don't know if I can see the rest of these. <laughs> like this is it. Ugh. No. Yeah, I don't I don't enjoy the torture porn genre much. See, I'm not a fan of that either. Like I've seen Hostel and stuff like that. And Hostel is kind of similar in that way. And it's hard to watch. Gore doesn't bother me. But when you get into the like torturous part of it, I'm like, mm, just kill them already. Like, stop it. Like, you don't cut their fingers off and do all this crazy shit. I can watch it, but it's, it's not my thing either. It's like there's certain things specifically are really like gut-wrenching but just like buckets of blood especially when it looks realistic yeah and it's sometimes it's weird to understand what's gonna trigger it because sometimes it'll seem really innocuous and then i just start feeling faint but like realistic blood always does it for me like i'll start to faint while watching a movie and i mean it hasn't happened that many times sometimes yeah. I'll just stop a film. But there's been a few that happened so suddenly that I literally just fainted watching. <laughs> well, see, I don't get like that. But funny enough, I'm I'm pretty heavily tattooed. And so, like, I can sit there and get tattooed. It's not an issue. But whenever I go to the doctor, if I need to get blood drawn, I'm like, I'm going to die. Like, right now, this is where I die. Because, like, I get so sick and lightheaded when they take a little bit of blood out. But yet, I can sit there and have a needle go in my arm for, you know, four or five hours. Doesn't bother me. It's a weird thing, but I don't want to see them take my blood out. <laughs> so, like, I can't watch this. What I do is when I sit down, I look up away from the arm that they're going to do, and I tell them what mm-hmm. arm to do in, and then I look them in the eyes and away from that, and then I go, tell me all about your favorite film and why it's your favorite film, and make sure that, and make sure that I don't look at my arm. <laughs> you know what that is? That's just the podcaster in us. So because you and I both do a lot of podcasting, we talk to people as if we're almost interviewing them. Like, we can't have a normal conversation. It's like, <laughs> so tell me about that kill scene. What? What'd you think about that? Like, it's so crazy because I catch myself doing that to random people. And I'm like, okay, not everybody likes horror. Heather, calm down. Like, not everybody likes this shit. But that's how I am. Fair enough. Uh, what I do is when I'm in, like, public parties or crowds, mm-hmm. one person will stand out. That seems interesting. And we'll yep. find and we'll find each other at that party. And then we'll only talk to each other that night. And then I'll do the Irish goodbye to everyone else. And then I'll have <laughs> made one new friend. Yeah, the the <laughs> same. Like I don't go to parties or really or anything right now. Like I just Me kinda either. stay at home. Yeah, I, like I'm that's I more really like don't what have happened in my twenties, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. It was like, oh, I'm I'm peopley back then but i'm not too peopley now <laughs> like i'm like mm, do you like more I'm okay yeah i was more peopley then i'm a hermit now mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's fine you know i'm fine i'm totally fine with it that's, right? that's that's why we vibe because it's like i don't like a lot of people and i'm not going to reach out to a lot of people and i like to just be at home <laughs> same my partner and i are rewatching the wire Whatever makes you happy. You I rewatched the, the Office. 
I haven't oh. seen The Wire, but I rewatched The Office like on loop, and that's not horror related. But like I rewatch it, it's disgusting. Like um, Heather, find a new show. <laughs> um, Mark Mark made me turn The Office off because oh had, man, I had had it going for too long. Look, so, I still rewatch I it. it. I, st- I, can't, I can't. I love that show. Anyway. I had to put more in the rotation for his sanity. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. All right. Uh, this film was a box office failure. There were originally plans to do a sequel, but they were quickly abandoned when they lost quite a bit of money on this. Uh, yeah, I read that, too, and I was like, um... But where would you go with a, a Dead Silence 2, though? If you think about it, like, where would you kind of go because you kind of killed everybody <laughs> you kind of completed your stuff like where do you go that was my Pretty thing like, cool. eh, i mean you could but like i on, didn't like that it. idea well i know but they've done that with the conjuring and that's james Wan. seems like the kind of thing he would do i think so it, that makes sense but i still am like okay we, i don't know it's like the I texas mean, chainsaw massacre they did the same thing they they I remade know. the original then it was like what three four years later they're like oh here's the prequel i'm like what the fuck is wrong with y'all like let me see that shits first but yeah. i i didn't love it the only sequel in the texas chainsaw franchise that i like is texas chainsaw massacre 2 Oh, you like part two, like the one from the 80s. Yeah, I like part two. Oh, my God. I did a podcast on that. I fucking love that because it's so ridiculous. It, right? It's ridiculous and funny, and you you are not scared. Like, I'm Chop telling you guys. Chop Top is my favorite. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. Excellent. All right, so this film was made into a haunted house at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights in 2007 in Florida. Okay. I went to Florida not too long ago, but didn't get to do that. Didn't know that. So that's a fun fact that's interesting to me, but I don't like Florida either. So oh, we're just going right? to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't care for it either. Not a fan. Not a yeah. fan. Not a fan. I have friends who live there and family who live mm-hmm. there, and they all love it. And, you know, to each their own. So Billy was not only the name of one of the dummies in the movie. He's also famously the name of the puppet that the Jigsaw Killer has in the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't know if they just got lazy or what, but yeah. I feel like they got a little lazy because, again, with the storytelling of this, the whole premise of this, it's like it started out good. And I've seen other films that were like similar. So, what is it? Darkness Falls. So that has to deal with like a fucking tooth fairy. Oh. You guys, a tooth fairy. Like, <laughs> are we not horrified enough by dolls? And now it's like, don't lose your teeth because you're going to die. Okay. Oh, my God. Don't <laughs> get me started on Darkness Falls. <laughs> I hate it. It is garbage. Okay, It is like... garbage. I saw it in theaters as a little Same. 13 or 14-year-old at the time for Same. me. Saw it. And yep. um, I wa- have never... Well, I take that back. I've wanted my money back harder on some other movies that I saw oh, in yeah, theaters. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, no, absolutely, me too. It, it was but just I like wanted a stupid my money premise. Back. It was a stupid premise. It's like, okay, it's just the, the whole movie. I just the can't. The CG was really bad, too. The CG was awful. The storyline was awful. The beginning was awful. You guys, if you like it, hey, that's that's your thing. I'm not going to judge you, like, because I like some shit films, okay? Sure. But this one, this one was so... 
it was a money maker. That's all it is. It's like, let's make some money. We don't care what the storyline is. We got to make money. There you go. Shoot. Yeah, like they didn't tell you much in the uh, no. trailer. And then so you're like, oh, let's I'll go see that. And then people are just like, yeah, uh. the tooth fairy. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Mike, I have I have younger kids. Right. So it's like, OK, that's kind of scary. And then there's also Boogeyman that had. um, Oh, what's his name from Seventh Heaven? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, Barry Watson? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Another one where I was like, okay, I'm excited to go see it. I'm excited. But then I watch it and I'm like, hmm, this is like not scary at all. And it was jump scares. I hate when they put a bunch of jump scares into films and that's all it is. Like you're oh. watching it, you're just like, oh, that's all it is. Like Wes Craven presents them or they? Yeah, it's just. Do you yes, remember it's just like, yes, it's, I'm, look, this is the thing. I've gotten really versed in jump scares. So for the most <laughs> part, when a new movie comes out, I think we saw The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I saw that not too long ago, whenever it came out. I was like, okay, I'm going to go see it with my friend. She's like jumping and I'm, and she's like, oh, that isn't scary. I'm like, nah, like, do you not know me by now? Like I can count <laughs> these jump scares when they're coming. So let, let's not be Yeah, cheap, you can see okay? them a mile away. That's that's a big thing for me where I they don't actually scare me unless they, it's very effective. Yeah. And like you did it to where you did not know that just hang up. I, I'm not I'm not answering that call. Bye. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg's character, uh, Detective Lipton. Uh, is the same last name as his character in the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers, where he was mm-hmm. second Lieutenant Lipton. Yep. Oh, so clever. Again, I'm not shitting on James Wan. I'm not shitting on anything, but it's just like, come on. Come on, Wan. <laughs> like, let's yeah. get our shit together. Like, come on. Let's be more creative. Again, I want to I want to pick it for him to have not been in this film. He's, he's fine in other stuff, but this did not work for him yeah although i will say it's not always the writers that you have to blame uh lazy character name choices because in the uh instance of say tony danza yeah the man just couldn't remember his lines if he didn't have the same name as what he was already named it's ridiculous (laughs) it's so ridiculous like okay but it's ridiculous but like if if i tried to be an actress like it 10 out of 10 it's not gonna work for me because i <laughs> look i have to write down all my notes for you know for podcast and things like that so i couldn't remember that either i don't do well with uh remembering words ah. other things i'm good with right like i'm good right. with other stuff but like i have to put you know all of my stuff and even when i do my own podcast i'm like okay i wrote these notes then I end up going off script, but it's just a guidance for me. It's like, all right, let's get through the film. That's all I need. And then I, like, ad-lib everything. It's ridiculous. I understand that. Um, I acted from age 7 through 21. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for only 14 years. I wow. did I did community theater and plays in college and high school stuff like that. Not and, my scene, uh, but that's cool. Like I just feel like that's not like my context of like I didn't think I would like it at all. It terrified me at first. Yeah. It's um, terrifying. 
So here's what happened. Uh, basically, my sister, Mallory, um, wanted to go try out for this community play. It was mm-hmm. Stu- It was uh, the theater production of Stuart Little. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents were basically like, okay, you can go, but you have to take your little sister with you. <laughs> and so I went with her, and um, I got a part in the play, and she did not. Mm. And she never got into acting, and I continued to act until I was, like, 21. <laughs> yeah, so I bet she's like, hmm, you're not my sister anymore. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, if she's being honest, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't really her thing. She did dance, and she was... Uh, yeah. She was in uh, in soccer, like she went. She played soccer into college, so like she was like a really good soccer player. So it sounds like we have similar sisters because I have a younger sister and, and a younger brother. I'm the oldest, and so my middle sister, well, my middle sibling, uh, she was very much into the theater, the acting, like over the top, dramatic, mellow, melodramatic. But me, I've always been more behind the scenes. Like I can talk about things with people but she loves that and her and my niece is now doing dance and does all of that stuff so there you go there you go fair enough (laughs) (laughs) uh i think i have like maybe one a few more facts Mm -hmm. just just a a few just a few there's probably a ton for this movie actually like there's probably like a ton of stuff to actually talk about Oh, there is, but I only wrote so much because I'm only going to record for so long. I got you. <laughs> you know how it is. Okay, so um, though the flashback scene would imply otherwise, Billy the Puppet was never alive in the film, which I think mm-hmm. is I think is definitely obvious at some point. Yeah. Um, but I guess to some people it may be subtle, maybe. I don't know. But... Um, He's only being animated by her vengeful spirit, obviously, but according to director James Wan himself, Mary Shaw is just a veteran ventriloquist who has mastered her craft, and uh, it's why she would be able to switch between her normal voice and the Billy voice during the theater scene. Yeah, yeah, which is very impressive if you do that line of work, but again... I will not be there to attend to watch any of that because that shit is scary. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's really creepy. (laughs) Yes, very much. Um, I, uh, yeah, like the the doll's unsettling from the very start. Like that first, that that first little jump scene in the apartment where his literally just his jaw falls open a little bit and it's like oh you fucker no nope i'm done no. like throw yeah, away. I'm done. like i'm done he, i'm telling you he's going to the neighbors because i don't want this doll we have no dolls in my house i have two boys uh my oldest has moved out now so it's like okay well they don't play with dolls which is fine if they did but like they don't and i don't want that shit in my house don't Get into puppetry. You can do that shit on your own time when you move the fuck out of my house. Thank you. I feel that. I will say <laughs> I, I will say this. When I was about seven years old, for Christmas one year, me and my sister were both given marionettes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but what you need to know is that they looked like fuzzy blue Elmos. 
That's that's terrifying. No, it was just cute because you know Muppets. I mean, I know, but like I'm still like I don't know. I think it's the concept of it. Like they might have been like obviously they didn't look like Billy, but uh, well, no. But I mean, you literally literally were just you could see the strings that were. Yeah, yeah. So you knew like this is super fake. I get that. Yeah, it's just a floppy Muppet that you could like make dance, and it was fun. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't creepy at all. Yeah, uh, because I would (laughs) never have stood for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sadly, it got so badly tangled at one point that I had to just throw it away. Couldn't be untangled. You could have kept that, like, if you would have been able to keep it, like, what a great story that would have made. Like, what a great reel that would have made on Instagram. (laughs) Like, if you still had it, right? Just, like, badly mangled hanging in the corner, like Mm -hmm. it was still presentable. (laughs) Oh, I have so many ideas, but anyways. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. I think that's all I've got for today. Uh, Heather, would you like to talk about your delightful podcast and plug those? Yes. Okay, so my name is Heather. I host the podcast show uh, Wednesday Wine and Horror. You can find me on Instagram under Wednesday Wine and Horror. All together, one word. Well, I say one word, but, like, you know. Uh, I'm also Apple, Google, what is it? Spotify, all of them. So you guys can find me, listen to me. My show's a little different. I basically describe, like, talk about the movie from beginning to end, have some little fun parts in between. But yeah, and I drink a lot of wine and get really drunk. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I'm like, I'm going to get drunk. I'm going to talk horror. Uh, Dead, Dead Silence isn't a typical movie I would do for my podcast because. I like to stay in the, like, 80s, 90s. So I do like the ridiculous shit. Like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one of my episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys. It is. I listen to it. I, it's it's ridiculous. Like, that movie, I, I want to watch it right now. It's a great <laughs> like, I movie. Love it. I love it. It's a great it. movie. Yeah. All right, guys. So we'll see you next time for Magic with my friend Kendra, formerly of Blood, Guts, and Booze. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.